of the families Send us sons and daughters of divine We believed in liberty We believed in justice Good morning, everybody. Welcome to everybody's favorite new show on the Red Pill Project, Morning Coffee with Andrea and Vince. It's Monday. Good morning, America. If you're saying, Vince, I'm not from America. America, American, isn't just where you're from. It's a state of mind. If you want justice for the world, if you want freedom, you're a damn American. All you got to do is wake up with those desires, salute the flag, do what's right in your heart, and you're my brother, so I don't care where you're from. I don't care if you're from Africa, if you're from Europe, if you're from America, if you're from Canada. You're my brother, you're my sister, and we're going to have the perfect world in the future, I ho- I'm hoping. What a great song to start on Mondays with you, everybody. That is California over there on Twitter, so I'll put the link in the description if you want to go show some love. Uh, maybe hit them with some some love, some... Uh, Hashtag Red Pill Projects, some thank yous uh, for Miguel over there. He's doing great work working with with the memers and everything on music. My name is Vince. I'm here with Andrea, my partner in truth, my partner in exploring what is actually going on in the world here at the Red Pill Project. Andrea, uh, thank you. Good morning. How you doing? I'm pretty good. It's Monday and uh, it's cold because it's winter time, but that's to be expected. So for all of us northerners in these northern states, it's we, we understand what the cold is about and the snow and all of that craziness. So. You can see I'm all bundled up. I did, right. <laughs> my heater's not on. I have to, yeah, not yet at least. You know, Florida and, you know, places like that are sounding much better by the day sometimes, you know, and you get in the middle of winter and you're like, all right, I've dealt with months of this and I still have months to go. You're mm-hmm. like, what is about living in Florida? 
at least in the winter well, time. <laughs> well, here I'm in the Pacific Northwest. It is 45 degrees, and I'm like, oh, it's pretty nice. <laughs> like my, I could feel yes. my fingers this morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's 18 degrees where I'm at, yeah, and I've different. got six inches of snow outside. So, oh, Lord, not so well, great here. That's Holy right. smokes! Here we are, everybody. We're gonna have a probably a little bit of a shorter show today. We're gonna talk about the news and events of the of the weekend, end of the morning. Uh, discuss uh, our opinions and thoughts about what's going on from some a couple patriots people from America. What do we think? What's going on? We're just an average Joe and an average Jane, and we love to come here and share our thoughts with you and expand our minds and get feedback and go back and forth on everybody's thoughts on what's going on. I think it's a really healthy way to go about things that is lost in today's age by large with how the internet is and the social systems. People don't talk about these things anymore, and when they do, they get really butthurt. That is sad. So if you could have a constructive conversation, you are ahead of the game, but you got to come at it in a way that is open-minded. Really, you have to be accepting of the losers in our lives. We have to uh, reel them in with love and really try to get that truth across. And it's an art. So if you've ever red pilled somebody props to you, because it is not easy with all of the counter information out there that is just absolutely 100% verified garbage, especially from the mainstream media and the news, which is on its way out. Yeah. I think a lot of it, too, comes from the willingness to understand where they're coming from. You know, there's a reason why they think the way that they do and how they came to the conclusions that they did, right, wrong, or indifferent. And... Um, when you dismiss people's beliefs and their ideas, it closes them off to the po- the potential to learn. Mm-hmm. So, you yeah, know, understanding that and making people feel valid. You know, sure. you can come at somebody and say, you're wrong, you know, and you could say, oh, well, I never really thought about it like that. But here's another perspective, mm-hmm. you know. Or the thing I kind of try to go towards, and it's right along with what you're saying, is where where do my ideals meet with their ideals? What do they really want? Why are they upset? What are the issues in their mind? What are the issues in my mind? I think the difference comes. I think we all want the same thing, unless you're like a really extreme radical on either side. I think we all want similar things, but I think the disconnect is in the solution-oriented minds so see in my opinion the term radical what makes a person radical is their inability to change or adapt i think that's really what makes people radical is um you know you've got people that are radical on the right and you've got people that are radical on the left and those people the the one big thing that you see the most with them Mm -hmm. is their inability to to not change they absolutely will not consider any other ideas than their own. They're to not change. willing to debate somebody else. Yeah, they're not willing to initiate anything positive from any kind of interaction with somebody. It's their way or the highway. And I yeah. think that's really what makes somebody a radical. Hmm. And um, sometimes even if you're completely on opposite ends of the spectrum and you can find nothing in common, you know, at least agree to disagree and respect somebody else's opinion, even if you know that their opinion is based on propaganda. You know, there's a reason they feel the way that they do. We don't know what their life circumstances are. And so I think coming at it from a perspective of understanding 
um, is one way that you can change that radical ideology on both sides. Yeah, you know, I think of these people who are like your modern day college student where they have um, colored hair and um, might have some communist views or some pinko vibes. And these people a lot of times are hurt. They're, Mm -hmm. they're, I'm sorry, but they're losers. They're um, lonely. They're misunderstood because they don't know what the hell they're talking about. And I think if we showed a little bit of acceptance, acceptance and love and just, Hey, why don't you come over and have a roast? Hey, why don't you come to my barbecue and we'll just hang out like no strings attached, no bullshit. Like, let's just hang out. I think that's a good way to start approaching this, even though you're not going to crack the egg the first day and convert somebody. I think to have this community back is a good Mm -hmm. first step to opening up into further conversations and to just put up walls and say, get the hell away from me and don't talk to me. I don't want to associate with you or anything like this, I think is counterproductive as much as it is intuitive to absolutely just uh, build up these walls around ourselves and say, I'm right. You're wrong. I don't want to talk to you. Um, It's just as toxic from either end. So, you know, show some love. So show some love and let's try to get things rolling in the right direction because this is America. And uh, I don't anticipate on on that changing anytime soon. No, unfortunately, Um, as far as people, you know, keeping themselves separate and unwilling to work with each other and stuff. That's (laughs) what I don't see changing anytime soon. It should. And I wish it could. I mean, changing for the better is what I want. I don't think it's going to be... This isn't going to go south, I hope. That's just my gut feeling and where this is where I'm aiming for, so let's fucking go. Um, we'd have a special announcement, everybody. New show alert. Wee-woo, wee-woo. Hit the alarms, hit the alarms. New show alert, new show alert. Brought to you by David Whitehead and Joshua Reed. Oops. What do we have coming up here? This was announced yesterday. If you guys follow Josh on Twitter at Red Pill the World or DW Truth Warrior, our friend David Whitehead, then you know there is a new show on the horizon. Earth Chronicles is official and will be on David Whitehead's new Wednesday show. He's teaming up with Josh Reed once again, and the show will be will air live on Badlands Media on Rumble Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. UK. Slated to start this coming Wednesday, December 7th. Mark your calendars or just join the social red pill because it will be streamed on Josh's channels too, and uh, it's going to be a good time. So get ready for the Earth Chronicles starting on Wednesday this week. Very cool. It's super yeah. exciting. And everybody likes it when uh, David Whitehead and Josh team up together. Those two are incredible. Um, They work together really well. Um, Mm -hmm. They're Mm -hmm. on the same page with each other and they make a really great team. They do. So seriously, they really, really do. And those shows, if you guys were uh, fortunate enough to catch the Mars Chronicles as that was going on early this year, then, you know, Andrea is absolutely right. They are a force to be reckoned with. You have two people who are immensely intelligent when it comes to symbology and science and nature. Um, even when it comes to just life, they're, they're two forces to be reckoned with. And when they get together, they have, um, a, a what's the word? Um, uh, 
a word like they work well together. They mesh well together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's Monday. I don't know. I don't, yeah, my, my vocabulary is. <laughs> I know what booting. you're talking about. I, my brain is still trying to wake up and get back into thinking mode. Um, but yeah, they and both of them have huge hearts. They both care about sharing the information they've oh. spent. You know, <laughs> cumulatively together, they've got a massive amount of hours invested in research and um, putting the, the way that they can put the material together together is truly incredible. So yeah, it's a meeting of the minds, <laughs> a melding of the minds because mm -hmm. really that's what they do. It's uh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. that's definitely a show you're going to want to check out. You know? Yeah. I can't wait. It'll be published on Podbean as well and all this good stuff. So yeah. you guys will have a, you guys will not have trouble finding it. If you want to stay posted with what we're doing, free app, socialredpill.com. Join that, and you can see everything Josh is doing. Contact Josh. Contact us. Share your thoughts. Uh, meet new people. This kind of thing. Socialredpill.com. We'd love to see you there. Let's jump into the news. We're going to start with a little bit of a reminder to all of us to prepare. There was uh, massive power outages in North Carolina that were caused by gunfire, damaging substations, leaving 40,000 without power. Um, this is terrible, but uh, a massive power outage in North Carolina was caused by two substations being damaged by gunfire on Saturday night, according to the Moore County Sheriff's Office. Over 40,000 people were left without power because of the criminal actions. Um, and then there's a map down below that shows the areas that were affected by that and the signs, of the gates that were ripped down and stuff. So Duke Energy yes. spokesman Jeff Brooks told WRAL that crews are experiencing multiple equipment failures at substations in Moore County. Uh, we're actively investigating signs of potential vandalism related to the outages. No kidding. You know, this seems like an extremely coordinated, organized attack on infrastructure to me if I ever seen one. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, you, you kind of have to ask yourself who would do something like this. I don't think just your average Joe would see it no. just seems really interesting no nope, this um, is a terrorist act to me yeah. and yeah. there's no other way to spin it honestly yeah and I think we've got one of our one of our um, members of the social red pill is in that area and I think oh. I saw something about curfews yeah related to this. I heard that they instituted um, a curfew yeah so that's really interesting and you know it's like that I have never heard of anything like that. Maybe it's because there's so many people affected. Um, I'm not going to try to speculate on why they would do that. That would be my only guess is because it's, there were so many people affected, including emergency services. It's really so, interesting. Maybe it was to stop any further attacks. Um, what a fascinating scenario. Because, you know, if this happened once... Mm -hmm. It could happen twice. And what if it happened twice in one night or three times or four times or five times in one night, like when it was coordinated across the world in major Democrat city, Democrat cities to protest with Antifa, the summer of love, this thing. I think we could actually see National Guard and things like this come into play because this is a huge problem. This is um, a big step towards what Josh talks about all the time. Um, the what does he call it? 
firestorm event. Yeah. 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 It could it could very well be, and it's a really good reminder that um, being prepared and having supplies, necessary supplies, is truly essential. And that's everything from food and water to emergency medical supplies, you know, make sure that your your first aid kits are stocked up and everything is ready to go. Make sure that, you know, if you've got anything that's expired, you replace it. Yeah, keep uh, your tank, keep your car fueled as much as possible. Make sure you have candles on hand, things like that. Some way of providing heat. Man, I you know and things are so expensive now. If you guys listened to us two years ago and prepared, you'd probably save, man, 50%. so much more, more. Because, yeah. dude, I went and I, I always browse whenever I'm out and I'm always thinking, you know, do I need any supplies? Can I can I get more candles? Can I do this? And I was looking at candles yesterday at the local store, which prices, I do, I will say this, prices where I am at are a little bit higher because of uh, just my location. So, I like uh, a couple of years ago, I bought dozens of dozens of emergency candles just for a nice little light or even a heat source in the event of a power outage like this. <clears throat> and I paid 99 cents a pack for five candles for like, I think they're six hour or nine hour burning candles. Yep. And at the store, the, each one of those candles is now a dollar. So that same pack is five ninety nine. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So, prices have gone up. I mean, inflation has skyrocketed. So, it's just the nature of the beast when it insane. comes to that. You know, but it's still even with inflation being high, if you're not prepared, oh, take some time and take some money and get prepared. You know, because you never know when something like this has happened is going to happen. Yeah, and even if you're well stocked, maybe your elderly neighbor next door isn't True. or can't. Yeah. So, you know, in situations like this, it um, really a little bit really helps you stay sane too. (laughs) When you have, okay, at least I have light and warmth and like, at least I'm getting by. And not only in the event of emergency, does it help with your mental health and getting through it and actually surviving at the end of the day, just having it in place, even if nothing's going to happen really brings you to a place of everything's going to be okay. I'm prepared. Um, it relieves some stress for me at least. And I think that's well worth any price, Um, especially when it comes to survival. You can't put a price on that. So make sure you guys prepare. There are some links in the description. If you want to use my Patriot supply and get long-term food storage, or um, if you want to do some holiday shopping and go to my pillow, you can use the code RPP for discounts up to 66%. That's mypillow.com promo code RPP. That will, uh, help support us and also help help you get some Christmas gifts out of the way or some things for yourself or preparations for emergencies at my at Patriot Supply. So check those out and we appreciate you all. Thank you so much. But that's not even all, is it? Oh, we got food processing plants burning to the ground. In Moscow, emergency services. Uh, there's a fire at the Mikoyan meat processing plant in Moscow. According to them, uh, employees of the enterprise may be on the 6th to 8th floor. I'm not sure how this all panned out, but this was um, another one that happened over the weekend. So it's not just in the States. This is, I think, a global um, phenomenon that we're seeing. 
We've been tracking this for a couple years, 100 plus, well over 100, just in the states of food processing plants and distribution centers and these kinds of things have been targeted or, as some people want you to believe, coincidentally burned or, you know, a lot of arson and these kinds of things. But coincidence is like two or three things, not over 100. I know, right? Um, The... Oh, there's also the flour mill in Kent, Ohio. Sorry, I, yeah. So this one's in the States. Um, it's another fire. Uh, usually it's just arson. When With the one that we talked about prior, the power outage in North Carolina from gunfire, that's a little different. That's the first time it's not just, it's just arson. It was probably a lightning strike or a loose wire. Come on, don't be a conspiracy theorist. But uh, yeah, this is a fire though. Let's look. This, we are in a war. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah. Here it is, Kent, Ohio, flour mill. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, and that's done, fully engulfed. Yeah, and hopefully everybody got out okay. I hope so. So you guys, this is not to be taken lightly. It could happen anywhere, even outside the U.S. Apparently, yep. oh, it's scary because we know about the depopulation agenda of the climate change pushers and the World Economic Forum and a lot of countries, and it's I think part of that agenda, really. Yeah, you've got to you know when they talked about build back better, and Josh has said this before. In order to build something back, you have to tear it completely down. And that's what they're in the process of doing. Yeah. It's tearing it completely down because they want to institute their new agenda. And they can't do that with what we currently have in place. Absolutely. I think that's true. Yep. Um, So you guys go go to the links in description, prepare, or do your holiday shopping and stuff. And uh, keep it a secret, too, because... It's just smart. Yeah, don't tell people what you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, know, you can share with them. Hey, you know, it's always a good idea to prepare in the case of an emergency. You know. Yeah, a little and, bit of prep goes a long way. Yeah. I I talk to my neighbors and and a lot of my neighbors are elderly, and I'll just say things like, "Hey, do you have?" Uh, or if something comes up like tsunamis or emergencies or things like this or bad weather. I just casually bring up in conversation. A lot of these people are liberal. I'll just say, hey, do you have a, just curious, do you have an emergency supply, you know, just in case of a power outage or a tree fall or anything like that? Um, just to put it in their heads. And usually they're like, yeah, I have my pantry's full or something along those lines. And um, I just, those red pills that you don't know are red pills. I put them out there just so uh, maybe I could help. Maybe. But, you know, you can't help everybody. So you have to encourage them to also help themselves in order to, if we do have a shit at the fan scenario, that's going to be the best for your community. Yep, for sure. So I think it's sneaky and it's kind and they don't even know. I think they do know those. We're like, oh, that was nice. He's making sure I have my stuff because I don't know, you know, neighbors are neighbors. I don't care if they're, 
I don't care what race they are or where they're from. I don't care what job they have. I don't care anything about that. Neighbors are neighbors, really. When it comes down to survival, we're not going to care who voted for who or who believes what or who loves who or anything like that. It comes down to the nitty-gritty of life. So... Love that. It's a little different where I'm at. You start asking people, you're like, hey, are you prepared? And they just look at you. They don't even respond. They just look at you. (laughs) Are you fed? (laughs) People here just don't talk about that stuff. Interesting. Like, I think that they. (laughs) Exactly. They just kind of look at you like, are you stupid? (laughs) I don't know. So I assume most people around here are you know, are prepared for most things and stuff. But yeah, that's my experience is that when you, when you try to talk to people about that kind of stuff here and just even, you know, mentioning it, they just kind of look at you and they don't even well, respond. I'm like, okay. The dynamic of my neighborhood is I think different than most. I, we have a majority of retired people who are living on social security, just barely getting by dealing with health issues of the clots and the shots. Um, so I think um, where I'm at, community is more important because in a shit the fan scenario, I think my community has a potential of really suffering a lot because of the fact that everybody relies on so much um, government assistance, um, each other, you know, just, yeah. So it's an interesting dynamic here. Um. We've got some movement. This was around when uh, Obama was elected. I think they were trying to push stuff like this, and it's still they're still pushing for it. And what it is is Democrats are pushing to lower the voting age age to sixteen. Yeah. What do you they, think? Why would they do such a thing? <laughs> because they need their their cheating to look legitimate. <laughs> You know, the the problem that I have with that is, is that one, 16 and 17 year olds are not legally adults. They're still considered minor children mm-hmm. and um, they're not legally able to sign contracts or make decisions for themselves. They can't join the military. They, you know, you can't buy cigarettes and alcohol or firearms. Um, if you can't be trusted with those things, then why should you be trusted with voting? Right. When? And the truth of the matter is, is that teenage brains just simply aren't developed. Mm-hmm. You know, let's play a game. They're, they're, yeah. Their prefrontal well, prefrontal lobes are still mm-hmm. in the process of developing. Yeah. And, and that's okay. We all went through it. Yeah, we absolutely did. It's just a part of growing. It's a simple fact of life. It, I'm not saying teenagers are stupid, but it's only because they're not fully developed yet. Let me ask you a question and I'll, I'll answer my question too. When do you, what age and boys, women and men are different, but I'm curious, Andrea, just based on you, which you're not a representative of all women. I'm just curious. When would you say you were well prepared to make a educated vote? You know, I really feel like a good general age, just in general, um, is mid twenties. I don't feel like people are done fully developing their brains until then. Yeah. Um, I, for me, I was raised a little differently in the fact that my parents openly talked about politics with us when we were children. I was taught critical thinking by my parents and I was, 
you know, so for me, it was growing up, there were, my parents had adult conversations with us regarding things like that and how, and explain to us why they made the decisions that they made. So I was a little different. Um, I don't feel like I should have been allowed to vote at 16 or 17, which I wasn't. Um, when I was 18, even, I think really the biggest thing that made me vote at 18, because I was legally able to then at that point, was the fact that it had been drilled into my head that it was my civic duty to do so. Mm -hmm. I don't really think that at 18 years old, I had a grasp of um, the impact of the decisions that I was making. And that's yeah. the biggest that's the biggest thing right there. I may have understood why I was doing it. I just didn't understand it. I don't think you have the capacity to understand the impact and yeah, how it affects others. I agree with not understanding the whole impact or the whole scope of it, all yeah. of the cogs in the machine. And even still, I think I don't personally. I don't who really does, yeah. I think. But I would right. say mid-20s is probably about right for me as well. And I would even argue maybe 25 to 30. I'm just yeah. saying, and not to shit on myself or anyone else, but let's get real. I mean, what, when did you guys feel like you could make an educated decision and really vote? Because I think I could have in my early 20s, but I think that we are anything before that. I think we're extremely malleable. And I think this Absolutely. is a method to just flood the system with easy to cheat votes. Well, I think even at 18, the first time I ever voted, you know, I'll be honest. I, I asked my parents, I'm like, who should I vote for? And they're like, well, who do you think? Yeah. You know, they made me think through the process. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, I was looking for somebody else's reasons because I didn't have any of my own. And I think part of it just comes from life experience is when you're living with your parents, you know, as a child, they're making the decisions for you. They're they're choosing what's best for you. Yeah. And yeah. when you first enter adulthood and you're like, oh, I can make decisions on my own um you're you don't have any life experience under your belt yet and so there's nothing to relate anything to as far as yeah. some kind of foundation for the reason that you think the way that you do you're ignorant except by what has been planted in your mind you don't have experience yeah. exactly yeah. most people sometimes even at 18 if you're still in high school because i was still i was still in high school and I was old enough to vote. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, granted, there was only a couple months there, but still, um, I was still in high school. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, I don't, didn't have any life experience. I had some part-time jobs that, you know, I had because my parents told me I needed to work, you yeah. know, but even then I was like, why do I have to do this? And I think you when know? you look at uh, a teenager from today compared to a teenager from 20 or 30 years ago, or even yeah. 10 years ago. I think um, they're more juvenile today. They are. And it's because they're, it, and here's the thing is people, I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent if that's okay for a minute. Tangent to people, way, it's Monday. There's no rules right. on Monday. People, you know, people talk about socializing your kids, right? And they send them to public school and, I, and I'm not going to bash public school. Okay. But think about this. They say, oh, well, your kids need to be around other kids. Sure. That's true. But they're around other kids all day long, every single day. And then they're around kids after school because they have sports that they're involved in. 
They have different extracurricular activities that they're involved in that are after school. Yeah. And yeah. then they play with their friends on the weekends and they play with their friends after school and so on and so forth. And so the people that these children are around most of the day is other children. They're not around adults. They're not learning from adults. They're learning their behaviors and who they are from other children. And so it's really kind of no wonder that these kids are more juvenile in today's day and age because that's been pushed so much. Oh, mm -hmm. the socialization of their peers, the socialization yeah. of their peers. My kid right. is different in the fact that because I homeschool him and he's he goes with me everywhere. Yeah. So he has other adult interactions more so than other children. And you can see it in his maturity level and the level of decision making that he has. Um, now, he's still what I would consider a typical 11 year old, but um, he a lot of times will see stuff on TV that's, you know, kid shows and stuff like that. And he's like, this is dumb. Yes, I could relate to that. I think that yeah, that's in very not that my kid isn't socialized. It doesn't have friends because he is my little social butterfly, and no, he I totally, loves his friends. I but. totally relate to that. I was that kind of the same way. Still yeah. am. That's why I never really watched a lot of movies or um, fiction. Fiction just I wasn't that into fiction. It's hard for me to get into it. Yeah, see, growing up, I was different in the fact that I lived in a town that's even much smaller than the one I currently live in. And um, one of my best friends was an 80-year-old woman. <laughs> so I, I was always one of those kids that I never got along with my peers. I always got along with um, older people. I tended to navigate towards the adults. Yeah. And um, that's just kind of where I was at with that. And so I've always been more mature than most people my age not that i'm not you know bragging one way or the other it's just mm -hmm. who i am i have in some ways but then the next second i'm making fart jokes so i don't know well yeah i can be very <laughs> and i can be immature trust me but <laughs> i know, you know you growing mean. up as a kid i was I know you, you know mean. i learned how to interact with adults mm -hmm. and yeah, i learned likewise. that there's a time and a place when you know you don't uh, necessarily need to act juvenile and stuff. There's a yeah. time for being quiet and I think it's important to know that I, it really is. And I think by the time somebody is 12, 11, 12, 13, I think that having these conversations with adults that are deep, that are philosophical, that are maybe conspiratorial and make you think not in the fact of like, they need to know the truth and blah, blah, blah. But even, something that nobody really knows about just these introspective ideas to open up their minds, mm -hmm. I think is really important. And I know I had that growing up from people um, from adults that I would talk to, they would bring these deep ideas to the front about God, about life, about just philosophies and, and history and all these things. And I think that really helped shape me into somebody who wasn't a woke, uh, a woke son of a gun. Exactly. You know, the only reason that I can see for for people pushing to lower the voting age is because it gives them manipulative powers over these children. Mm -hmm. And especially when you look at the school system and how corrupt 
the school system is when it comes yeah. to politics and the political environment in school and what they're teaching our children. Mm-hmm. You know, you take a 16 year old that's still in high school and all of a sudden you give them the ability to vote. Who's to say that a teacher can't influence them one way or another, knowing that? Plus, with that on top of the television programming that's out there, you think that they're not going to be like, hey, everybody, make sure you get out and vote. Go to get that vote autonote.com and vote tomorrow to these 16 and 17 year olds. They are, and they're going to go to these sites and they're going to be swayed one way or the other because, well, my favorite TV show host that probably actually worships Satan and does all this weird stuff in Hollywood is voting this way. So I'm going to vote that way. It's just your typical nonsense. And it puts more votes in the system. It's they're trying to steal their keep control over the system to implant their illegitimate governments again and again and again. And this is actually a good sign. This means they don't have full control. This means they don't have full control and they need all the help they could get. And I'll tell you something. We're fighting back and we're speaking up. This is what we're doing here. This is what we're all about. So tell your friends, tell your neighbors. They're trying to get all the whippersnappers to vote and we're not going to stand for it. I just, I'm not for this at all. Not even close. No, I'm not either. And I do think, I will say this. I do think that there are a lot of young people out there, especially now who are waking up more and more to this um, and who are aware of the agenda. But you know what I would say to them? You know what I would say to a 16 year old? that's like, Oh, I just really want to vote because I know that the evil that's being perpetrated in the world. And I want to take my country. You've got really patriotic young people out there. You really do that love this country. You know what I would say to them? Your time will come. Yeah. You know, you can still have an impact at 16 (sighs) or 17 years old. If you're, if you really are passionate about politics at that, your, your time will come. When it comes to voting, you know, go out there and spread your truth. Do get involved in other things. You know, there are lots of um, opportunities out there for young people to volunteer, to learn more about government and And stuff like that. Majority of our population are in the mid range to older anyway. So to have this small population of young adults step aside and just live their lives, grow up, don't worry about it. You're a little bit older, I think is a totally great perspective, Andrea. Nothing wrong with that. And if they're, if they're smart, and on top of it, great, and that they do exist. But hmm. yep. exactly. So, ready to move on to world news? Yes. All right, Brasilia, Brazil, Brasilia. <laughs> I need to go back to bed. <laughs> Snap time. Brazil military kills Red Command cartel leaders and prepares takeover. So things are heating up in Brazil. Um, as far as um, them getting wow. their country back. Holy You've got hundreds moly. of thousands of people, Brazilians, that were protesting again this weekend. Um, so, so the military so is actually taking action. Yes, yes the military smokes. is actually taking action. So the Brazilian military is mobilizing under its constitutional authority to protect democracy. Sources on the ground now confirm that the army is mobilizing and has eliminated key leaders of the communist allied drug cartels in Rio. Wow. Um, so, um, the war for freedom is real. Sorry. Yeah. The heads of drug trafficking, and I'm not going to even try to pronounce their names respectively were killed during a military police operation. And Vincent, the, 
Carvalho on Thursday the 1st. Three other suspects died in the action, and one who was also injured is imprisoned in custody in the hospital. The drug cartels are the armed wing of the communists. If they are eliminated, the risk of a civil war will be significantly reduced. But people were actually, um, hundreds of thousands of Brazilians were protesting again on the weekend, standing outside army bases and pleading for the military to save their country from the communists and cartels. Um, They're talking for, of course, the Superior Electoral Court is completely corrupted. People are pressuring the military into... um, arresting the judge the corrupt judge the heads of these this corrupt superior electoral court mm-hmm. and um it says what they've done is put pressure on the military's high command to act before it's too late yeah so speaking to steve bannon brazilia brazil observer matt tiermond pointed out to pro bolsonaro military would be in danger of being purged if the corrupt criminal Lula takes power, it's off to the gulags then. Wow. So they're they're talking about if the military doesn't step in and do something, the military themselves will be persecuted and thrown into jail um, because of this. But it does say in here that they need Bolsonaro to um to call them up for this. So the official declaration of Article 142, which allows the military to intervene in the case of a conflict between the branches of government is expected this week. Soldiers were seen joining the protesters and instructing them to remain calm when action comes. Drivers mm-hmm. cheered military convoys deploying to strategic locations throughout the com- country. So it sounds like things are really heating up. Um, and you know, if the military is already telling the citizens to remain calm when action comes, that tells me that they've got, that there there's things that are in the works. They're telling them, we hear you, sit down, we're going to take care of it, is basically what I kind of see from that. Yeah. So Stay out of our way while the, we handle this. Yeah, I guess the president, though, must invoke Article 142. Um, it says it'll be portrayed as a coup, but it's actually a counter coup. So things have got to happen. Uh, Of course, they're trying to bump up the timeline for the um, certifying of the election. They're wanting to do that this week. Um, They're wanting to, you know, swear (laughs) him in, Lula in as president on January 1st. Get their roots in as much as they can. Yeah. So Mm, there's not much time for them to do whatever it is they're going to do. So I think we're going to see things escalate fairly quickly between now and the end of the year. Holy smokes. And that's this month, people. This is fast. And after this weekend, a lot of stuff was unfolding with Twitter and everything. And I'm just thinking to myself, false flags incoming. Well, and even, even Elon Musk on Twitter is saying that he's looking into the possibility that Twitter interfered with the Brazilian elections. He did mention that over the weekend. Yeah, this goes deep and it's unfolding slowly. And uh, I think we'll probably talk more about Twitter tonight. But we also saw on the war front over there in the Donbass region, or I don't even know if this is the Donbass region, sorry. But um, there were more airstrikes in Ukraine by Russia and more, and then also explosions on air, air bases in Russia. 
Yep. Zero Hedge reported but, it, as many others have as well. So it p- appears that that is continuing. That one is related to the other. Yeah, and, uh, you know, who's doing it, what's going on. Uh, we don't know the information. I don't, Will we ever know? It's probably, whatever, it's Ukraine and Russia. It's their war, so that's continuing as we get into winter. This, this war is ridiculous. Yeah. And, of course... All of this world war is going on as we still face our health crisis, which isn't COVID. It isn't respiratory illnesses that happen every single year. Uh, yes, they're terrible. Yes, they kill old people. It is the COVID-19 clot shots. Natural mm-hmm. News reported that top oncologist reveals an increase in cancer cases among patients injected with the shots. Yep. We've been seeing the data. It's just been confirmed over and over. What are your thoughts, Andrea? Um, there's actually, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to let picture speak a thousand words. If you could open that article, there is actually a, hold on, where is it? There was somewhere in there, a picture. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was a different article I was looking at. Um, it actually showed, I thought I saw a picture that showed the cancer rate. So this is from an actual an oncologist. People are seeing an uptick of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma type cancers. Um, things are mis- metas- metastasizing um, incredibly fast. Mm-hmm. There is one doctor who actually went on and talked about his cancer and they did a scan of his cancer after his shot. He had it in his left arm. The um, cancer tumors showed up in the lymph nodes in oh, his shit. right armpit. Yeah. And then a couple weeks later, he had his booster in his left arm. And then all of a sudden, they did another scan and it showed cancer, cancer. tumors on his left side. And then it was just in that mean in that time, his scans showed tumors everywhere. This is terrible. I think it's real. Um, one thing that is pretty well known to people who deal in health is that one way to reduce cancer is to create an environment that cancer can't live in, which means keeping your body healthy with natural foods like fruits and vegetables and yeah. uh, a natural diet, meat, and not to eat their garbage processed foods. I think this is a huge part of cancer. And I wonder if somebody was perfectly healthy, if they took these clot shots, if they would actually have a better chance of survival. So, you know, if you're jabbed and you're like, everything's over, it's not. No, it's not. Just focus on your health, as we all should. Continue forward. Um, I think we're going to... Oh, sorry, never mind. Um, Yeah, just... I think health is very important, and I'm guilty of being... terrible with my health you know i fall off the wagon with going to the gym to uh, uh, and really exercising hard i eat garbage sometimes sometimes i'll have soda this stuff's terrible so one of the things i think that i'm going to start on the first of the year i know everyone is kind of cliche new year's but health i think is very important and i think we should start some kind of health challenge um just not anything like who can walk the most in a day or who's better than who or who can bench more or or anything like that. But I think just a collective health initiative to keep each other accountable and just be like see each other's progress as we go and 
talk about these things. I think starting on the first, I'm going to start eating healthy and exercising more. And I want to encourage you all to as well. And I want to talk to Josh about it because I know he wants to do it too. So maybe we could work something out. We even thought about maybe everyone throwing in 10 bucks and doing like a raffle or something. Just like a fun little lottery. I don't know. So we're going to do something because health is so important, everybody. Um, But that's all we have for today. There's a lot going on. Um, So please share with us what you are looking at over on the social red pill so we could uh, see it as well in case we missed it. You guys bring a lot of things to our eyes and help us uh, produce our shows. So we appreciate that. Socialredpill.com is free to join. We'd love to see you there. Make sure you follow Megalifornia over on Twitter. He wrote that song in the beginning on the intro, and he's a great patriot. Um, we love you. Don't forget to do things the American way. Don't forget your roots. Andrea, do you have anything for the wonderful people, the Red Pill family? Just keep doing what you're doing. You know, keep spreading truth and um, keep plugging along we'll all get through this one way or the other heck yeah you know nothing's we can't stop time so into the future we go let's make it the best one we can we love you all we'll see you tonight at 5 30 p.m pacific with the daily dose take care god bless and godspeed hey guys